You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Here we are back at the after laugh, and we have a new guest, uh, Tony Baker. What's up, man? Tony, Tony Baker, you just were at uh, Chocolate Sunday. Uh-huh. Now, Chocolate Sunday, they do two uh, two sets every night, right? Right. Two shows. Two shows. Seven and nine, I think 9.30, I think. Yep. And you just did the first show. Yes. It was how, a good time, man. It how'd was, it go? It was good. It, it went good. They had me go last. And let me tell you something. As a comedian, everybody wants to headline as a comedian. Yeah. When you're on a local city show... Going last is just going last. Yeah, I agree. There's, there's well, no, you, there's no money change. There's no, because the only reason you really want a headline is the money change. The yeah, money, yeah, yeah. of course, That's true. But when you're in the show in L.A., you be like, ah, I'm last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm you want that middle early. piece? Yeah, because last is also the check spot a lot yeah, of the time as well. Like, man, the crowd well, might be tired. Plus, sometimes you don't want to even stay there for the whole show because yeah. like, I can just go home after I get off my it's set. It's just last. Yeah, yeah it's just I, last. So they call it the closer, really. They don't call it the headliner for a showcase yeah. show. But I remember when I was in New York, the Times Square Laugh Factory. There was this comic named uh, Vince August who would be he would the cl- he was closer, oh, and he would say, I would say, how do you want me to introduce you? And he would say. Just introduce like uh, your headliner coming up, and I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> it's not- a showcase show. There's f- six fucking comics, including the MC. You're not the headliner, you're you not- piece of shit. Yeah. Right. Um, but that made him feel special. Yeah, he wanted. That's the feel- only time that's he will ever be a headliner. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I hope you're posting this to your Instagram story. Don't you have stuff with like animals? You- t- yeah. Tell us about your. So let me tell you something. I've, well, I've seen about to go in these flames though. Look at him. No, he's cool. Look at him. He's, he's, he's like fuck the that. He's like fuck that flame. He, he, look no, at, he's, he's practicing. Stoking, he's, he's practicing. He's stoking the flames. Look at him. He's trying to fight the fire. What is he doing? Don't go in there. This is a fire Steve. fight. Oh, Steve is. <laughs> oh, Steve is fighting fire. Oh my god! I wish we were filming this. I'm getting he, every he, piece of this recording. That's crazy. I'm gonna so, do a voiceover. So, you better give me so, a shout out to that. So Tony. Yes. How long have you been on stand up for? I've been doing stand up ten years. I'm 10 years in. And what got you into stand-up? Um, you know what? I, I came out here for acting, and I was like, man. I was thinking about all the, the stand-up comedians that transitioned into acting. Robin Williams being the prime example. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, that seems like a good way to get noticed, a good way to get exposure. And mm-hmm. then uh, let, me, let me try that. And so um, I did it. Fell in love with it immediately. I did Whoa. one open mic at the Ha Ha in North Hollywood, and I kept going every day. And so that first open mic, you you already killed. First open, I, I did well. It was it was a win, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, because you because you know I was an actor first. I did theater, so I was familiar. You did theater. I did. Theater. Where were you doing theater? I did theater at New Mexico State University. New Mexico State. You went to school. Wow. You went to school, I went to school there. No, my my theater my major wasn't theater, but I just did. But a you're play. like, I want to get women, so I'll do theater now. It wasn't even like that. Know, it was just like because I was good. married when I did my first play. Oh wow, I, I was married, wow. and um, it was of mice and men. Wow, that was the play, and uh, I went in. Obviously, you were you were you were George. Yeah, crooks. of course, the big. One. Oh, you were crooks. Yeah, crooks. Who the fuck did they get to play? Fucking <laughs> George. George. George was this huge gay guy. 
Yeah. He was huge. So he was George. Yeah. So he had to be like six, eight or six. He, well, he, he was about six. I love I love the fact that George was gay. I don't yeah. know why they cussed about Yeah. I just want to pet the rabbits. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you do, George. Yeah. Maybe he put him in your it. asshole too. <laughs> he uh I remember I had a pancake eating contest with him and I got murdered. <laughs> I got murdered, man. I tried though. Yeah. It was easy so work. So you you're doing plays at New Mexico State New Mexico and you State. were in love you were like I'm an actor. That's who I, I am. I was like, man, you cuz I always I never saw myself doing theater. Like growing up, I'd, I'd be watching movies and TV you shows. You grew up where? Chicago. Chicago, okay. And I was like, man, I love movies, I love TV shows. This is what I want to do. And then theater, I was just like, nah, I don't want to do theater. Yeah. But once I did a Mice and Men, I was like, yo. So yeah. what made you do Mice and Men if you wasn't like too sure about I, theater? I don't know. You know what it was? It was like, Tony, you should, you could, on campus, I would make like little, uh, you know the stuff they do on Instagram now, little sketches yeah. and skits. I was yeah. doing that in 98, 99. Oh, so you was doing that way before. I was doing it. So everybody knew Please. that I was in the film and acting and all of that. Yeah. And so they was like, man, you should audition for of Mice and Men. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Let me do it. <laughs> and I did it. First uh-huh. audition, you got the part. Got the part. Won an award for it. What? Yeah. What? I won an award. What was the name I of did the another award? play with the same director. What was the name of the award you won? It was just like the the little awards that they give for the like the the semester of of plays that they do. Oh, okay. So, so I, in the school, yeah, I got okay. the little supporting actor. But that's award. huge. <laughs> yeah, first again, I was you're like, like I'm you obviously mean? gifted what, beyond belief. So this they have a ceremony and everything for the awards. Yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was like, wow, I didn't make it. I don't think I, I don't remember being there, but I remember they they, <laughs> they gave me the award. I was like, man, wow, this is that's actually really dope. It's crazy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your and, first uh, time ever, first doing out the gate, and so you kept yeah. doing plays after that. I did, I did two more plays after that. I did this holiday play. Where we played various characters, and then I did Fences. Wait, wow. who'd you play in Fences? I played Troy, the lead role. Yeah, in Fences. the one so, that is that Denzel Washington yeah, character, right? I played yeah. that. Holy that shit, wow. that's about as deep as you can get. That so gave me the confidence to move to L.A. Because mm. you know, I was able to yeah, memorize that's, that's a all of that material. Of like, you know, mm. when you do a play, you got to memorize yeah, whole, top to bottom. How long did it take for you to uh, memorize? I feel like it only took me like a couple weeks. Oh, so you just a natural. I was really just like, you know, I was like, when I first got the role, I was like, there's no way I could memorize Of course, of course. Yeah. And then you do, yeah. It's crazy. And there's wow. only three people in that play, right? It's like uh, the son, the, the wife. The father, the, the son, the wife, the uh, the friend, the other son. So I want to say it's about five. five or six characters. So let me let me ask you this: yeah. then. Is it a bigger rush doing a comedy stand-up or doing a play, oh. like a live play? Well, well, they're kind of similar, but okay. you you get more of a rush in stand-up because it's really your it's your material, it's everything. Okay. Like if you wrote the play, then mm. it's probably a similar rush. But if you're just yeah. a character within it, but you still get the similar. You know, vibe from the audience. Depending, but but if it's dramatic, you might not get anything. So I, I would actually like to talk to you about this because you right. know that's why I, I went to school for theater, and that's what I did for years before I did stand up. Right. I, I was a theater actor, and people say what's the difference. And one of the things, and particularly for role like Troy and Fences, yeah. One of the things I f- say that I miss from doing theater is when you're in something that is that emotionally sort of vulnerable. Right. You get like the hairs on the back of your head, mm-hmm. and you get this like well of of just whatever it is, passion, emotion, anger, blah, 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 that that is sort of its own rush, right? Right, Now, that's one thing in stand-up 
you can never really get. Yeah. Unless you're about to fight a heckler, maybe. But yeah. like, <laughs> you can be vulnerable as a stand-up. But right. that that feeling of like really connecting with one person and yeah. saying something like, "I've been here the whole motherfucking day," you know right. that that thing back and forth. Like you can't get that in stand-up. That's the one thing right. I miss from not doing theater. You can't really get it really in movies or TV because, to be honest, like the only TV roles I'm getting are like a little guest star where I'm right. like handing people something or whatever the fuck <laughs> like, like white douche number four yeah you pass but, um, flyers or something but do you so do you miss that are you still trying to do that is that something that's still in your purview or are you kind of like man I'm just a stand up now I'm just you know I, I still act of course and like you know I still I do miss theater uh, I did one play here like at the Inglewood Playhouse but like even when I get acting roles like for TV and film you don't get the same satisfaction as like a fire show, like you know yeah. what I'm saying? So because it's just, there's so many other people involved in the process. Yes, yeah. It's like the writers, the directors, they cut, and you just doing a piece here, a piece there. And so, in terms of satisfaction from a performer, film and TV are kind of at the bottom. Yeah, because underneath it, theater, and because you get the live, yeah, the live energy. Yeah, yeah. Plus, it's not you. It's like, oh, I'm pretending to be someone. This ain't me, but well, well I don't know. mind that. Okay. Because I, I like being able to if I if I can play a character and yeah. it feel like it's not me. Yeah. Oh, that's a great feeling. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't even see myself in this guy. That that's what you want as an actor. Okay. But in terms of like the the satisfaction, the control. Like I was in the movie Whiplash, but they cut my part. Whiplash. Oh, you were in Whiplash. <laughs> I was in Whiplash with lines. As with long as you're still friends with they, Damon Chazelle, they are you? Cut my part. Oh, he, God he damn. emailed me and told me like. <laughs> <sighs> We had to cut the part. <laughs> like, that's, that's what happened with uh, man. That's but that's but that's acting wrong. in a nutshell because you can be as good and as passionate as you want. At the end of the day, there's 15 processes it has to go through before it ends up yes. in the theater. And you guys, you're helpless. And, and then here like, you are. You're in one of those rare films that's actually sort of an important, maybe right. even seminal film that people watch an Oscar-nominated film. Right. And you're like, I'm in it, and it's fucking crazy. And, it's I, gone. and you got lines. All you see is my silhouette now behind <laughs> J.K. Simmons. So what made you like? What made you was like? Okay, you know what? I'm gonna try stand up. Like what was like? How did you? Yeah, so you're doing you're doing theater in New Mexico. It, it, State. it was you know because I came out here for the acting and it was like yeah. man, how can I get noticed? Because everybody comes like it's thousands of people out here for yeah, the same course. purpose. For you mean for acting? You yeah. think there's more for actors acting. than stand up? Yeah. Oh, there's way more actors than stand up. But do you think that's changed a little bit? Do you think that a lot more people are doing what you're saying? We're like moving to L.A. just to be a stand-up as opposed to people just to be an actor because there is more kind of instant gratification with the stand-up? I still, I still feel like there's more people in pursuit of acting yeah. than, than the pursuit of stand-up. One, because, you know, uh, I feel like it's harder and easier to be, you know, an actor. Like, you, you can just nail a particular part. Or they just like the way you look. Yeah. With stand-up, you need more than that. You, you need, need to be able to write a joke at least. The stage presence, the material, the yeah, crowd work. The you you got to have all these elements. And you yeah. got to keep doing it. You can't just, I'm going I'm to do this and just get on. <laughs> yeah. you, see, you see actors <laughs> yeah. that dry up on the acting front, and then they yeah. come in the stand-up. Let me try this. And it's just like. You so, want to say some names? No, <laughs> nah. But but you always see like, yeah, yeah, yeah. here we go. No, oh, this so motherfucker, their series is over. Here they are. I used to always wonder because you seem like you're a real big movie buff, and you watch a whole lot of movies. I love movies, and movie you buff. got your Instagram thing where you uh, critique movies and stuff yeah. like that. Mm. So I always wonder. I didn't know you had a, a theater background, so yeah. that kind that makes me like understand why you do that. Cause I, I love movies, man. This yeah. Well, I want I want to so we're kind of doing this podcast idea that nobody knows anybody here. So so let's back up. So you you're doing this. Tell us about the first time you started doing stand up 
Uh, you had the show at the Ha. When did you uh, have your first sort of professional experience getting paid? And when were you like, this is what I am. This is now I'm officially a comic, and this is what I'm doing. Man, um, I think, the, okay, the first paid gig I ever did was in New Mexico. It was wow. uh, a comedian named Tashawn Barrett. He's uh, he's my ex-wife's cousin. White guy, right? No, he's black. I'm kidding. Anyway, oh. go ahead. Tashawn. He, um, he he the one he's the one that told me about the ha ha like yeah man I'll take you over there so he took me he got me started yeah and then you know I was doing open mics like daily at the ha ha you know you pay five dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do the open mic yeah you got the stage time and so I was just doing that repeatedly and then uh, he was like yo we got a gig in New Mexico at this winery. You know, so we drove out there. Were, you, my super first ne- were you nervous pay. on the way oh, up? How much were you getting paid? Do you remember? I not nervous. Oh, it was pennies for the drive. <laughs> I think I got paid like $60. All right, but still, that's huge. As your Man, first I was like, gig. yo, okay. How, yeah. much, so, how much time you asked you to do? Huh? How much time did they ask you to I think do? I, I, think I, did, I think I did like 20, 25. So and what, that was fresh in that's, the game. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. That's a whole lot. So I what were you doing? Did you have in. the material? Were you doing crowd work? or I was doing material. Because, you know, I wasn't comfortable enough to really do yeah, yeah. the Too crowd much. works. I was hitting them with the material. You know, and how did slide it go? in a little bit of crowd work because I naturally just kind of. Yeah, of course. You know, And how did it go? It went good. I had what the fuck? Set. You're not saying any story that's and there's hasn't been an obstacle to your trajectory. Oh, yeah. What the okay, hell? Or, Come on, let's get obstacles. In. I got obstacles. For <laughs> sure. I got an obstacle question <laughs> that we always ask a lot of comics yeah. all the time. Your worst set ever. The whole story. My worst the bo- set. The ever. worst. The worst. Bomb. I'm gonna tell you about the first L I took on stage. It was okay. at the uh, the J spot in Inglewood. That's a hard it's a club. comedy club that's, in Inglewood. I went one. up there like, hey, went up there with the energy, <laughs> you know, older hood crowd. <laughs> and I was giving them the, hey, guys, but, but you <laughs> better stand. You, you're from like, Chicago, nah, though, so you man. should be familiar with a hood crowd, though, right? No, but but I'm familiar with hood people, but, yeah, you know, different I'm as performing. A crowd. Yeah, it, it was a different energy, you yeah. know what I mean? And so it was like, I'm, I'm doing the ha-ha, the ha-ha. Demographically, you get kind of a mixture of everybody. Yeah, and it's not real hood. It's just like you know, it's just a mixture of everybody. Yeah. So, so, so how was J Spot is concentrated? Yo, we in the hood. We out here. You know, let's go to this little dumbass comedy show. So I took the L. I was like, man, you know, it wasn't wasn't a complete. Like, give me some foreplay. So you went up on stage, and you were like, hey, and they just like were like not laughing, or were they talking back? They were like, huh, huh, yeah, yeah. We was going through kind of like agreements. I'm like, man, this is. Hey, at least they're great. You weren't getting booed or heckled. No, it was was not a boo. It was not a heckle. It was just kind of, which was worse, which is worse, (laughs) giving me just a yeah, okay, we agree with you. You see what you're saying. This no is a good laugh. TED talk. It's just like I'm familiar with what you're talking about. Yep. So I'm like, ah, and I'm like, you know, right? And so took the L. You know, the comedian was like, man, you know, hang in there. And I was like, ah. And so I'm built like I took the L, and I was like, I got to get revenge. Yeah, I got to go back to the J spot. And get my revenge. That's I went back immediately and took a harder L than the first time. So, I was like, huh. so, so, what happened? so what happened the second time? The second man? time they were giving me nothing this time. It was, people, they weren't even a couple of tables just bad like they were talking. Oh, That's shit. the ultimate disrespect when yeah. people just like, you know what? Let's get into this conversation <laughs> at the table. And I was just like, ah. Oh, yeah. Man. How long was that set? I, I would say that was probably like ten minutes set. 
Yeah. Yeah. So how did you feel after? after I was just like, man, man, the J spot is tough. So what you saying, just the J spot, or what you saying? Man, I, it's comedy for me. Exactly. Like, I still, I still have those thoughts. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. still, like, uh, ten years in, I'm still like, man, dude, am I really? Yeah. Built for this? Like, is yeah. this really? This is. You ever, you ever right before you go up, you ever think to yourself like, man, what the hell am I of even going to talk about? Am of I funny? Of course. Like you look at other comedians like, man, they're hilarious. But, and they, I have nothing to say. Right. I, Why am I going on stage? I and then two minutes in, you go, oh, that's right, I'm funny. Right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot I was funny, but I'm actually funny. Yeah. You so forget that. if you went to the J spot now, or say I have a different mindset now uh-huh. because I'll what is your different there, mindset? Yeah, I'll cuss the I'll cuss the crowd out in a minute. <laughs> okay, like back then I was just like like me, <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just like it's y'all, it's yeah. you guys. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like because I've cussed the crowd out at Mo Better Mondays mm-hmm. plenty of times. Yeah, yeah, because they in there and then they talking. probably like you yeah. better for they, that. They were cracking up, but the cuss yeah. out is real. So how do you uh, address a heckler? Uh, now hecklers, I'm I'm not the type of comedian. I don't. Really, I really don't like embarrassing audience members. Yeah. Like I usually like to, you know, I'll do crowd work in a minute, but I usually mm-hmm. try to make them feel good, feel included. Yeah. I like that type of energy. Like, yeah. see you out here doing your thing, but you know, some people are disrespectful. Of course. In the audience, so those those type of audience members, I have no mind. I I I don't mind shredding them up. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. all right, man. You you about to get it? I put people on stage before. Oh, you brought people you on. Brought oh, people yeah. On. Why? Because oh. they told a joke. You're like, oh, you're funnier. Come up here and they, tell. They've been cutting out. It was it was when I was hosting Crack 'Em Up Thursdays at the Comedy Store, mm-hmm. and they were just being disrespectful to the other comedians. So yeah. I went up there like, look, man, you think you can do this? Man, get on up here and do. It. And you have them actually. They do went it? up there and took the coldest of L. And, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> and I was sitting right in the front. You know what I'm saying? Giving them nothing. Like you know, get your ass off the. Stage and shut the hell up, man. Uh, they can feel, they can feel the heat. I did that yeah. twice. Yeah. What's the biggest show you ever did? The biggest show I've ever done. Um, I want to say when I was in. You mean audience wise? Yeah, yeah, audience wise. I feel like it was a 1,200 people joint. I, I did some That's shows with big, Russell yeah. Peters. I'm yeah. not sure about the number of people that were there. Oh, but he, it was oh, a he, Russell he, Peters he, show. It was a Russell Peters show. Oh, yeah, that's huge. So yeah. that might have been the biggest. Uh, also did a Heartbeat Weekend with Kevin Hart mm. um, last year during like Labor Day. So there was a lot of people there, too. So do you, do you even get nervous still? Oh, hell yes. I was nervous tonight. You was nervous tonight. I get ner I, I get nervous on on certain shows. I, I'm just nervous. Now, one of the things I want to talk to you, Tony, is you do. You know, we've done lots of shows together, whether you know it or not. But I've right. seen. You know, I <laughs> I do Chocolate Sunday Show. I do Long Beach. You do right. you all those. So, is there a difference for you when you do? Because for me, it's kind of changed. But um, that's my neighbor. She's so goddamn annoying. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, I used to kind of have a chocolate Sunday set uh-huh. and then a Hollywood Saturday right. set, and they're very different. And one of them was much more. It wasn't like, hey, white people, you know what I'm talking about. Right. And it yeah. wasn't like, us white people are blah, blah, blah. But I definitely changed. And I, I don't think that exists so much anymore, but uh-huh. I definitely used to kind of gear myself differently for for Particular like or an urban yeah, show. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel that you do that or do you feel there's something inauthentic disingenuous about that when you if you do mm. that because i used i started feeling like i do this joke like hey girl you know they say once you go white your vagina stays tight oh shit yeah. once you go pale you never have to post bail oh why would you and i, I know yeah. do this and it 
murders in Chocolate yeah. Sunday. Right. Yeah. But I'm also like, it's a rhyming couplet. I know it's going to murder. Right. Mm-hmm. It's. I don't want to say it's hacky, but whatever the word is that's yeah. like hacky adjacent. Yeah. I, hacky. I feel kind of cheap. <laughs> I kind of fuck you, mother. I feel kind of cheap doing it, um, but I also can't resist doing it. Right. So I don't know. What, what do you feel about doing you, the difference in the shows? Catering to the audience. Do you think that's yeah. bad as a comic, or do you think that's okay? Is your it, pur- your purpose at the end of the day, your purpose is to get your point across to the audience and make them laugh. Which, so in which it, order? Make them laugh and then you're pointing across or you're pointing across and then make them laugh? What's more important? I feel like making them laugh is the most important thing because that's the whole purpose. Of, Does it matter of, how of you get the laugh then? You know yeah. what I mean? It, 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 it kind of matters, but if it's if you wrote the material with a genuine aspect, like I think this is funny, yeah, mm-hmm. then it's gold. Now, if you wrote it just to be like, ah, they're going to love it. I just, you know, then then it's like, ah, don't don't do it if it's not real to you. Yeah. yeah. But I get like, you know, there's certain jokes that hit with certain audiences. Yeah. Like when I do when I do the TGIF joke, it always hits harder. What is the, that joke? It's that's like the, it's just like me talking about the theme songs of the that's TGIF so funny. shows. Yeah. Okay. Like Full and he does House, Family voice. Matters, step by step. I want I want to hear. It. Can we hear? It, it, hit, it hits harder yeah. it, with a black audience. Yeah, sure. Even though, even though the white audience has seen those shows too, they just never give up the same energy. That joke, for is, that joke is hilarious. And then and when why I do, do you the think cat that is? and dog joke, white audiences love it. They're yeah. Like, oh man. Because they understand pets. pets you know. More. Yeah. Black folks, they got a different relationship with pets. What yeah. is that about? I mean, just explain to me as a white guy. What do you mean you have a different relationship with pets? Like, like uh, we don't in the black community. A lot of times, a lot of the times <laughs> in the black community coming up, the dog stayed outside. Yeah, the dogs were just outside. You know what I'm saying? Now they in they in your bed. They they everywhere you go. They <laughs> yeah. in your shopping cart, in your car, in your lap, <laughs> on the plane. They have to. But like growing up, it was like the dogs were outside, the cats were inside. Yeah, you know what I'm saying vet. <laughs> Taking them to the vet? Nah, man. Why is he dead? Is he, yeah. Why else he's he a little sick? What's wrong with you, dog? He's he, he sick or something. I don't know what's going on. We gave him some robotism. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a different dynamic, and so you know, and the, you know, in the white community, they're the pets are part of the family. Yeah, for sure. So when you talk about the dynamics between cats and dogs, they're all in. They're like, yeah. yeah, you know. So it's always that different. But but in terms of me. Changing who I am, yeah, to cater to. I, I don't really do that. It's but still you me. choose I just, certain bits I just, for certain audiences sometimes. Exactly. You, yeah, you that's do good. jokes for yeah. So how's life outside of like comedy? Like how does it feel like about like as far as being a comedian? Like how's your life outside of like the comedy club and stuff like that? It's good. Are you like, a normal person? Like yeah, do you have yeah. like a house and a family and shit like that? I have. Uh, I got you know. It's, I got an apartment, two bedroom apartment, humble, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm in a relationship that I've been in going on it's almost a year. So that's it's good. pretty much a new relationship. That's real good. It's hard to date when you're doing comedy. It too. is, it is. Cause you yeah. know our lifestyle is yeah, all it's, over it's the totally place. different. It's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, and if you're working, if you're a successful comic, you're on the road. Yeah. That's you're, true. You're, you're out you're out of town. That's true. So uh it's a lot. And um so that you know, I'm a father too. I got sons, teenage boys. How many? How many sons do you have? Two, two sons. Okay. How yeah. old are your kids? Eighteen and seventeen. So they're oh, they're not they're kids young no men. more. Yeah, they're young men. You have people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got people. Yeah. So it's like so you and you know, I started I started stand up with kids already. Yeah, and mm-hmm. a wife at the time. So was that harder for you? No, nah, it, it what it did was it made me not fall into the 
the well of the stand-up comedy pursuit because you know it's a dark it's a dark grimy and gritty world yeah, yeah it can be for sure so you can get you can really get lost in that you know mm-hmm. uncertainty doubt you know you're still trying to get on you still yeah. you in the club some some comedians drink drugs or whatever that's true and so the family kept me you know regular like kept you know you grounded. Just like, all right i'm doing this i'm doing getting more material yeah because i'm actually living life and then um but you know comedy of course especially first starting off doesn't pay that much no so how does that like when you have a family and stuff like that? Do you ever get the pressure like, oh, do I have to go get a? Oh, definitely, uh, definitely. I, thankfully, my ex-wife had a a good job. Okay, so it was like you know the yeah. financial pressure. It was that's, on that's, her. That's great. Support, but at least man. we were able to function. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. And then, yeah. but I was still feeling the pressure. Like, man, I gotta. Yeah, I can't have her. I gotta it. bring something to the table. You know, as yeah. a man, you know what yeah. I mean. So. Yeah. You know, that had me real flaccid out here. <laughs> and, uh, that's a good, that's a good adjective for it. So, so let me ask you, uh, you, I feel like recently you sort of, your career has kind of bumped up due to what you created on Instagram. I mm-hmm. feel it, it sort of blew up out of nowhere. I remember you've always been a great comic. I've always seen you around. And all of a sudden your Instagram was on every, you know how you go on Instagram and like it just yeah. shows like it gives you more uh, shit to explore re- something yeah, re- to explore. trending yeah, now yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was always your stuff with animals mm-hmm. and you doing voices now how did that how did that evolve and is that something that's what's going on with that is that becoming something else that um i did i've always been an animal guy ever since i was a kid we always had mad pets we always had you know that's why i have so many animal jokes on stage because it's like you know i'm fascinated with y'all see me over here with this praying man <laughs> yeah but Steve. like uh <laughs> it's in the fire now it's i can't <laughs> i can't stop thinking about him i keep <laughs> looking over there yeah, he's still there but um uh, I started, it was one day, I was in a hotel room somewhere, and uh, I did a voiceover of a goat in Brazil. He was just, <laughs> he was giving people the, the shits. Was it the cram? He, I he, think he I was, remember. He had, he had like knocked is, these is people the off a motorcycle. Came, and hit just like I didn't say cram then. Oh, okay. This is like 2013. <laughs> okay. When I first did it. And uh-huh. I did it, put it up on my YouTube page just with kicks. How, 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 long, was, how long was the clip? It was, like, it was like a minute plus. So this wasn't before Instagram? Yeah, I don't, I don't even think I had an Instagram at that time. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I did. I can't remember. So I did that, and I did another one with a raccoon eating cat's food. He was, like, in there, cat food dish, just eating and looking at them. Yeah. And the cats were like, what the hell is this? And he was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It looked like he was just yeah. talking to them, like, y'all yeah. don't, y'all don't be dipping your food in the water? Man, that's how you get the real. And they were just like, what? And then he kind of left. I think he felt the heat from the cats. Like, get your ass out of here. He was like, you know what, guys? I'm going to go ahead and take off. And then he came back for one last scoop and then ran off. And then, So I did a voiceover to that. Okay. And so I had those two things. And they are on YouTube. They were on YouTube. Yeah. And I showed them the Marlon Wayans was starting uh, What the Funny at the time. Okay. And um, so I, I took that to them, like, yo, I can do these animal voiceovers for the for the network. Mm. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So take those off YouTube, and we'll start developing, like, a show for you there. And so wow. I went there. I, I pulled them off. And then what, what the Funny fell through. So I just had the videos. And mm. then uh, I, I posted them on my Instagram. They did okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I posted them again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say like the summer of 2015, I think. 
and the raccoon video just just blew, blew up. up. It yeah. blew up, and I was like, man. So know. how do you, how did that happen? How the it happened from your Instagram? Do you know was there a per, an influencer who it, reposted you know it or something? Was, I posted it. This other page, it wasn't even a celebrity. It was just like a, a page with followers. Yeah, they they reposted it. Put their put their name on it. Oh, put, oh so they, they took put their yours name and, on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so, Okay, I, I didn't yeah. watermark it. I yeah, didn't but it had it. your yeah. name attached to it. No, it didn't. Oh, I wasn't thinking like that. It. He yeah. did the fat yeah. Jewish you thing. You just thought yeah. about putting something funny. I was just putting it up there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they did that, and it was on Facebook, just mad views. And then mm-hmm. uh, I remember Spice Adams reposted it, so it went crazy viral. And I'm like, you know what? Let me let me really do these because I enjoy doing it naturally. Yeah. yeah. So I, I started doing it, and then. And by this time, I was I was shooting like you know sketches for Instagram. Yeah, you. So I was already like eighty thousand on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And so once I started doing that, it was just the the voiceover was just grew and grew and grew, and it was just fun to do. Yeah, of course. And so uh, so yeah, and then so now you know uh, I took I took some time off because this company came for me, and they were like, uh, we have licensing rights to the videos you've done voiceovers to. And so, wow. whoa! Like, so they wanted like, money from you? Yes, you can work with us. Oh. You can pay for the video. That sounds what? like bold. That sounds like a scam. Fifteen hundred yeah. per video. Fifteen hundred. They, they found seventy plus videos on my page. What? How did like, they own all the licensing they, rights? They, that what, uh, apparently, what they do is they. I guess they pay the people who recorded the initial video. For the licensing rights. And Are you serious? Oh, once yeah. your thing goes viral, they go buy it. That's That's why you said you. That's a nice scam. I right there. faded. I got shook. Cause yeah, I was you like, did. I don't you got have two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't get money from these. But how would yeah. they? What would they do to? They like sue YouTube? How would they get you? If you didn't pay, what would they have done? That's why I I, I don't know. I was but like, you don't want to find scared, out. I was scared shitless. I, yeah, I can't yeah. It's like that. mafia yeah. shit. I don't yeah. get this money, you know. But they would. But then they were still like, but you can come work with us. We'll knock the fee down. I'm like, what is knock this? Knock the fee down? Yeah, but you're not yeah. gonna pay me anything? Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, that's crazy. That's like. Nerd but I was mafia. shook, so yeah. I faded off of the voiceovers for like you know a few months, uh-huh. and then I started. I just started doing them again. I'm like, you know what, man? Just I'm starting. I just took my name off. <laughs> I don't put my name on them anymore. Oh, okay. You don't? Unless, unless I know the initial source of the video. Yeah, because don't do, don't you do referrals like people can send you something? They can send me like a that? clip. They actually record it, and then yeah. I'll do that. I'll put the the stuff on there then. Oh, because okay. the stuff I was doing before it was just yeah. viral videos that people would send me. They send me videos twenty four hours. A day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this, do this, and I just yeah. do it. I don't know the original. Yeah, source. So where where did you get cram? It, yeah, what just, is cram? Tell people what cram is. Cram is like <laughs> cram is the noise I use when a when a bull or like a ram, goat, uh, a deer with antlers, whenever they go in for the hit, <laughs> it's cram. <laughs> I don't know where it came from. That that's the sound I hear when I watch them do that type of stuff. So it's like, and so. Um, and there's other sound effects like Kirkpatrick is another oh, one yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, Because Kirkpatrick, <laughs> it always sounded like an impact. Like yeah. the name Kirkpatrick. <laughs> so so a ram will hit something, he'll say Kirkpatrick. Yeah, Kirk he Patrick. got Kirkpatrick <laughs> on the 50-yard line. Yeah. It just it sounds like a hit. Yeah. yeah. And so um, so that's where that stuff comes from. And You know, I've so, always been fascinated with words. So when, yeah, you, yeah. when did you know so, that you were funny, that you were a comedian? You were just like, this is me. Like, this um, is... 
It was a, it was a process because you know growing up, my, I had two older brothers that never laughed at me, man. Like they were a tough crowd. So I was like, you know, I'm trying to chime into the conversation. It was like the J spot in your house, man. I'm like, they joking around, stuff in like, you know what? They gave me nothing. And so you know, I'm at school being funny, and they just eating it up. I'm like, man, but I still didn't mm. feel funny because my mm-hmm. brothers, your brothers, yeah. yeah. And then in college, I was funny. And I was very involved in like the the Department of Black programs and like so we would put on like shows and pageants and MC battles and I was yeah. always like the host, the host, yeah, or whatever. And so I'm up on stage being funny, but not trying to be funny, yeah. And so this girl saw me at a, I was at a concert. It was a Common concert. Common was doing an Electric Circus tour at the time. Oh, yeah, I like and Common. And she just came out of nowhere and was like, you're hilarious. And I was like, who are you? <laughs> you know? And she was like, you hosted the MC battle. You're hilarious. And I was like, thank you. And that just echoed. Was like, yeah. I'm funny out here, huh? Yeah. Okay. And then um, started doing stand-up. I was like, man, people seem to really be enjoying it. And then you come home for Christmas vacation and for your brothers, and they're like, you're still not funny, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> like, did, they, did they come to your shows now, though? They... Um, yeah, are they fans now? Yeah. Yeah, they watch my stuff online because one brother lives in San Antonio, the other one in uh, New Mexico, mm. and uh, they laugh. Yeah. And so, so, But they don't want to do it. They're not interested in doing it. Because now they must be like, wait, I'm funnier than my little brother. I nah, should do it too. They don't seem interested in doing it. But That's you know, good. they always hit you with the, you should talk about. Ah, of course. It's a typical family. Yeah. So did you feel you was legit when they when you got the pretty much the verification from now? You, you know, I really wasn't even looking for it. I was uh, like, man, forget yeah. y'all, man. It was like, <laughs> if, I, if I worry about them the whole time, I'm always, because you know, we naturally, as comedians, get the self-doubt. So, you know, you're only as good as your last set. Yeah. You know, you, I've been doing it 10 years. If I have a mediocre set and I got to go to bed on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man. I, <laughs> so your boys, though. I in school. Your boys, I know since you're Instagram, pretty much sensation, mm. don't they get a lot of, like, do a lot of their friends, like, be like, hey, I want to meet your dad. They do, yeah. So yeah, how, how do that feel? Dad, huh? It feels pretty good. Like, it's, it's, it's a good feeling. You want your kids to always, like, not be ashamed of you. <laughs> that's what you want as yes. a dad. And so yes. that's good in that sense. Like, all right, cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess I'm the cool dad. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I, have a, I have a daughter who is uh, at Berkeley, and uh-huh. she's very, uh, how should we say, alt. Yeah. She uh-huh. she is sort of, and she's amazing, but she's uh-huh. the prototype of the of kind of like a very feminist eight-year-old girl. Yeah. I'll say something, I'll say a word that, that that's not, you can't say like I'll yeah. say oh I said I said some of her roommate her roommate was like sleeping around uh, I go damn yeah. you good? I go oh she said I said I, just, I hope you just don't have a slutty roommate she's like dad you can't say the word slutty that's not what you say yeah I'm like know. what do you say she's someone who enjoys sleeping with other men oh. like that's slutty <laughs> but so she actually takes offense to my my point of view right right and I yeah. I. To this day, I want her to think I'm, you know, I still want her to <laughs> think yeah, I'm course. funny, even yeah. as a feminist. I'm like, let yeah. me try to make, so, but I also think about like, what can I do to kind of make my child think I'm funny? Do you ever right. think about your kids in terms of react like, oh, they're going to love it if I do this bit or if I, if, if I do this with my set, this is going to be for my kids, whether you tell them or not. Right. You know what it is? Because when they come to comedy shows now, I always like. When we sit in the crowd, I look at them, watch other comedians, and they're kind of a tough crowd. 
my sons. Your sons are tough crowd. They kind of, yeah. They, they be sitting there and they be like, you know. Sometimes they're cracking up. Sometimes they're just sitting there. I'm like, man, oh. And I'm getting nervous. I'm like, oh. Here we go. And then when I'm up there, you know, and I look over at them, they laughing. I'm like, yeah. Do they have favorite? They, do they have favorite comedians, or are are they into stand up? You know what? I remember. I'll never forget. Um, I, I I did a show, and my my oldest son came with me. It was Edwanda White's show. Okay. And uh, great show, by the way. Great, great. Yeah, you great. did the church show, right? Yeah, it's a clean yeah. show. Yeah, it's a clean and, show. Uh, Dan and Green was on that show. Yeah, that's a good lineup. And um, he had my son dying. It was yeah. like you know. It Did just, you feel kind of like? No, no, no. Because oh, okay. it, it, like, it was, it was like, dope, oh, you, and we trying we to take my kid together. from me. <laughs> we just got it, and so he always <laughs> remembers that set. He was like, "What's that guy's name again?" <laughs> Danny Green. He just had him dying, <laughs> and my and my my kids are very observational. Like they laugh at stuff. That may not be the the point of the joke, but they laugh yeah. at the subtleties. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the nuance of the way he yeah. said it—that's the funniest thing. Yeah, to actually people that really know comedy yeah. or just know like have a great sense of humor. Right, the little subtlety. Yeah, that's the what, subtlety. Yeah, that's what they laugh. Everything at the most. else that everybody else is laughing at. They're right, like, oh, whatever. the punchline. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> subtleties. Yeah, the way subtleties. They, yeah, the way they yeah. said it. The way the voice went high yeah. here. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, that. That type of stuff. And now, so. now, so Tony, so moving forward, uh, we're going to kind of wrap this up because you, you're awesome. I know you got to go back and uh, do another spot at, uh, at uh, Laugh Factory. So uh, what is what is your life looking like in next year, the next five years? Do you have do you have a goal instead of thing like I want to keep doing what I'm doing? Or do you have a specific thing in mind where you go, here's where I feel like I might have landed. If I do this, this is kind of. This is where I feel like I landed. You know what I would love to do? Like uh, next year, I'm doing some tour tours with a comedian named Kev on stage and to hear more. So we're going to do that tour again. Um, I want to, I still want to do television and film. I would love to get a sitcom. Sure. Do that for five seasons. Custom made for sitcom. tour on the hiatus. And you know, because I want to do stand up for the rest of my life. Because I know acting, you're hot one minute, dry the next. Sure. Yeah. You can still fill Stamp up a comedy venue yeah. lifelong. Because, oh, that's the guy from. Yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. substitute yeah. for live entertainment. Yeah, it's yes. not. It's not. Yeah. I don't yeah. care how much streaming and, comes out. You yep. still yeah. got to take a lady and out. Jamie Kennedy, yeah. I used to tour with him. And Jamie Kennedy was like, if I never act again, I can ride this for 10 more years yeah. in comedy clubs. That's exactly. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's that's what you want. And that's that's what I want. I want to work, build, build a, a base keep touring and i would love to do voice work yeah it seems I like that's a natural fit with what you do yeah, in the yeah, of course you that, that that would be even if i never acted yeah, in anything yeah. where you never saw me and yeah. i was just doing voice work i'd that, be fine with that and then touring that's, yeah super oh, yeah that would be the ultimate part. can i ask one more question of course go ahead yeah. all-time favorite movie because you're a movie buff, so yeah. like, so if you it's tell me. It's tough. I don't have I know one you, favorite, I know, but, but I always you, you say. Have what's three. A, what's, you have what, three what, you can do. Or what's a movie you can watch a thousand Aliens. times? Aliens? The second the one. The second one. He said yeah. the second one, too. Well, yeah. he said Aliens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the plural. Yeah. Why? It, it's, it's the it's perfect action movie. It's perfect. It's perfect. You take you take a villain this tough as shit. Mm-hmm. You got you gotta hear when you care about. Mm-hmm. It's not over the top, super tough, vulnerable. Just played perfectly by Sigourney Weaver. You yeah. got a team of kick-ass Marines. Mm-hmm. We going in for a mission. 
everything falls to shit. Yeah. And the action is just dope. The villain is dope. Everything mm-hmm. just worked. And I was like, yes. It holds up. It's just it's just an amazing movie. What's um, the Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, I love that movie. Wow, that's a, I would I never that expect movie. that to be called that. The girl, the girl with the movie. green eyes. I, it, love, it, I love that movie. It's everything a kid could want. Mm-hmm. I saw that movie as a kid, and I was like, man, we got karate movies in here. It's funny. It's scary. Yeah. It's everything you ever in so one thing, movie. You think of Mortal Kombat. Oh, and stuff. my God. Yeah. That's what Mortal Kombat got the yeah, ideas yeah, from. Exactly. So it was like, exactly. oh, man, it was amazing. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. it didn't do well at the box office. But I loved it. I Time to like, write the remake. Oh hey, man, what's the most overrated movie you feel of all? My my my, my most overrated movie I felt that did great in box office was Avatar, and I know you may it's not. It's overrated. I, I agree. That, it's it, overrated. So what is yours? It's Fern Gully. It's Dances with Wolves. We've already seen <laughs> yeah, this story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've already yeah. seen this story yeah, a hundred mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Overrated movies. Um, I think. Oh, I'll say right now after you. I'll say the, the most ever that's in theaters right now, and I think it's fucking retarded. Go ahead. Oh, snap. Um, okay. I oh. think, uh, shoot, I just had an overrated movie in my mind. I think The Big Lebowski is a little overrated. That's very <laughs> much like white stoners and Jewish I don't people. Get it. I do not. There's get a lot it. of like I, I, white stoner I, I Jewish I, humor yeah. in there. Yeah, I, I, people I, I, just I, like, oh, and I'm like, I, I tried. I tried. I think Pulp Fiction is good. I, a tad overrated. Yeah, I think yeah. it's overrated. It's not too. even my favorite Tarantino yeah. flick. No, yeah. it's not mine either. Um, I think that's a tad overrated. Um, Fight Club might be a little bit overrated. I like the Fight Club. It's good, but it was like ah, you know, yeah, it's a nice little twist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to know what you think is overrated right now. Well, yeah. I just saw a Star Is Born. Oh, I, I figured that's what you. Was oh, no, I, I haven't seen it. I like it. You liked it. I well, did. let me tell you what I did. Why I didn't like it. Now, uh-huh. of course, I, I don't want to. I, I, if I say anything negative about Bradley Cooper, I'm gonna sound like the biggest jealous hater because nah. he's just like a more talented, better looking version of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm not gonna say that. But um, I think first of all, Lady Gaga, she's a, a a waitress in Jersey. I'm like, do waitresses in Jersey get lip injections? Just curious. A <laughs> little bit odd that you'd have work done in perfect eyebrows and lip injection when you're a fucking like waitress in drag shows in Jersey. But okay, fine. Uh, I, I got around looking at her a eh, little perm pucker. This moment in the movie, and spoiler alert, you can stop listening now. <laughs> the moment on what she wins the Grammy. Yeah. And Bradley Cooper is drunk. And I've hung around a lot of drunk motherfuckers. Eric Myers, who stayed here, we talked about earlier. Yeah, yeah, of course. About as drunk as you can get. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fucking Irish. You know what I mean? Yeah. About as drunk as you can get, my uh, people. Mm. He, the fact that he walks on stage like, hey, did we win, baby? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And then he stands there in front of the fucking camera and he pees himself. Yeah. I'm like, that is the hackiest fucking <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Because first of all, he's wearing like light, like khaki pants. He wears jeans so the whole movie. So you get the full effect of the piss. Yeah. I remember, so, so you know, Jamie Masada or Laugh Factor, he used to have these people go on stage and he would film it where they'd go on stage and be nervous. Is you'd have a little machine where they'd pee themselves. Yeah. Oh, he always funny. thought that was a funny. So this is something that Jamie thought was hysterical yeah. 20 years ago, and it was yeah. hacky then. Yeah. So the fact that an Oscar movie, we're supposed to believe on the planet Earth, a guy is so drunk, he gets on stage, and he stands yeah. there and goes, Ugh, and he starts peeing his pants while his, while his wife wins the award. That's the du- I literally started laughing like, 
cry laughing in the movie and all these That's fucking funny. pretentious white people with horn rim glasses like mm, why is that guy laughing at this <laughs> masterpiece so I thought that was the dumbest thing ever, and I never recovered from that moment <laughs> he never recovered I was like that fuck it you don't agree you thought that you did that mo- That moment wasn't like that's the dumbest that thing moment, ever seen. that moment was that was a wild moment that was like <laughs> man he is obliterated like, yeah really piss okay. <laughs> like the, the stumbling around and just we can buy that it. okay but the piss was, uh, was, was a over, bit and also they the stand center stage and plants and goes eh, and then starts pissing. I'm like, that's fucking hacky yeah. as shit. The piss if this was is a comedy movie, I'm like, that's a hacky moment in a comedy yeah. movie. Yeah, that's that's a bit much. But I I did dig, the, and I I'm not a romance guy. Yeah, but I, I dug the movie. Oh, I, like, I dug it, man. I was like, yeah. I'm all in for this couple. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know your way. That's a cool black guy way of saying you cried a little bit. I yeah. did. I folded. Uh, you, I want my eyeballs mean? jiggled. Oh, okay. My <laughs> so eyeballs jiggled to full tear. I'm a, I'm a crier in movies. Oh, uh, you yeah. are. I, I plug in. You when cry? I watch a movie. I'm oh, yeah. dialed in. You cry? Yes. I, f- I never cry. I can't. I, I can't. Here's cry. a movie I know you cried. Uh-huh. Marley and Me. I Mar- never saw. I I avoided Dude. that movie because I know the dog Marley dies. and Me. I, I saw it. Marley and Me. True story. I saw that on a first date. Oh man. And oh. the girl next to me, I'm like, yo. Oh, I'm notebook, a- you cried, though. I, I never watched it all the way through. Pieces. Yeah, notebook's pretty There's dumb. no way in the world that you could be a movie buff and never watch the notebook it's all the way through. Romance, man. It yeah, gets, it's not your thing. Romance yeah, is turn low on my totem pole. <laughs> watch Marley and Me. I saw it with this girl. I don't know. I'm not watching. And I literally, I was like, it was like snot like dripping onto my fucking, <laughs> from my chin. You know, it goes all the way down your face, starts stripping from your chin. Sweet. And this girl's looking at me like, you bitch! I want no part. That was the last day to have it. Notebook, because I already know it's coming. Had, <laughs> notebook almost had me. I know Marley's going because when the dog did now. Yeah, I am the prey man is dead. You, you I got am little... legend got me. Oh, I know oh which yeah, because the German cry. Shepherd. I know which one made you cry. Huh. What's the one with Macaulay Culkin's and he got and he died because he got my girl. My girl. I didn't watch it. Yeah, John Wick. John John Wick. His dog. His I dog. Took that one. Are oh, you talking about when they kill, they killed the dog? Yeah, I took that. I, I knew I knew it was over with then. I, I knew it was over with then. Someone told me his. They said uh, they had a bit about the fact that it was like the, before owning dog and after owning dog. Before they had a dog, John Wick, his dog gets killed, yeah, and then he kills nine thousand people right. afterwards. They're <laughs> yeah. like, this is the dumbest premise for any movie the ever. And then he got a dog. He's like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, you had you killed. That was a dog. sweet dog that his yeah. dead wife gave him. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can't makes do perfect that. sense. That's this. It's, it's a wrap. Yeah, that dog was special. Yeah, that's personal. All right, so Tony, let's uh, let's give you some plugs on the way out. So, what are you? Uh, what are your social media platforms you're on? What are you uh, most promoting right now? Uh, I'm promoting my website and my YouTube page. It's uh, Tony Baker Comedy on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe. I do movie reviews. I got original content on there, and I would love it if you guys became a part of my uh, YouTube community. Uh, Tony Baker Comedy on all forms of social media and TonyBakerComedy.com. Everything that's me is on there. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Tony Baker. You're one of my favorite comics. Uh, you have a great energy. I hope to see you around a lot. All right, man. Thanks all for right, having right, me, guys. Right. Of thank course. You, Tony. Signing off from the Afterlife. Bye bye. Boom. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>